Thank you. Next! <laughs> okay. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you, next energy, yeah? anyone who has parked their car in a multi-story car park that they had no idea closes at 10.30 at night and ended up having to get an Uber home and rescue their car in the morning, I feel your pain. Raj, what the fuck? What happened? My friend was like, she's going to Australia, right? She's going back to Australia. She's moved to Australia. And she says she's in Heathrow. She's about for a while. And she was like, I want to go to a curry house. And I was like, I know nothing about curry houses because... I just eat my mum's food if I want curry, right? Right. So I had to like do proper research, take her to Southall Broadway. The multi-story in Southall Broadway, where I used to park, for some reason, shuts at 10.30pm. So I was like, we went for dinner, then I took her to chai while I was like, let's have a chai. And then we're nattering, 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 nattering. Get back at about 11 and like everything's pitch black, scary as fuck. Like oh, literally. Mate. And then I go up to the thing, the shutters are down in the, in the car park. Everything's pitch black. There's this man walking around doing a weird whistle like you know like when someone's whistling in code yep and I was like what the fuck is happening here and then I looked and then it was just like this this car park closes at 10 30 p.m and I was like fuck <laughs> so I had to rescue my car this morning had to like oh, run to Broadway man. and rescue her but um it's okay I didn't get a ticket or anything we nearly got locked into a car park and had to walk through a foresty thing in the dark the other day and that was fucking scary four of us where was that in Stratford upon Avon there's a car park and then you walk into the town centre and then we had to walk back and it was dark and we used our phone lights and I was just shitting myself I hate that and I just think I'm sorry this is not acceptable in London Mm-mm. rude rude and dangerous and not good but we are not a car parking podcast are we Raj no we are not a car park complaining department <laughs> we are thank you next we are thank you next I'm Raj and this morning I did rescue my car so where the fuck is my blue Peter Badge. That's all I want to know. Wowzers trousers. And I am Hardy. And last week I went to see JLS and their lyrics. I was going to, I actually wrote here, are low key toxic. They're not even low key toxic. They are fucking high key toxic. I want to hear about this. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> this podcast is all about turning our L's into wins. And there's really only one way to do that. We reflect on the relationship L's that life has thrown at us, like the time one of us got ghosted or why our type is actually no good for us and find the lesson that is hidden in the L. We flip reverse it and turn it into a win. Damn. And when we say we reflect on the relationship L's in our lives, we're referring to more than just those romantic relationships because all of those other relationships in our lives shape so much of ourselves. And I'm talking about our friends, family, housemates, colleagues, local curry house owner, whatever. Did you meet someone nice in the curry house? No, they were, but it was very good service. It was very, very good service. Okay, that's good. So you get the vibe of what we do. Every week we say thank you to the lesson that we learned and then we say next to the L. On today's episode, we are going to be joined by singer, songwriter and producer Jasmine Flowers. That is her actual real name, whose debut AP Adulting dropped last month. And a lot of the shit she's talking about on there is so relevant to us and what we talk about on this podcast. So we're like, we've got to get her on. So she's going to be telling us what she wants to say thank you next to. And when I tell you that Jasmine's vocals are smooth and silky and beautiful and they go high and they go low, you've got to trust me, you've got to check this girl out. Her single, Awkward, has been getting support from Radio 1 and 1 Extra. And you've probably seen her on your TikTok For You page, singing her heart out, doing acoustic covers, which she actually takes requests for. So I think we need to actually drop some in her comments. I'm defo going to ask her for... Baby, babe, babe. If anyone wanted to know what that was, that was actually Justin Bieber, baby. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And on the Justin Bieber note, actually, I was speaking to my cousin yesterday who was saying that year seven now were born in 2010. So that means that they wouldn't know about Justin Bieber, baby. (laughs) And that killed me. I did not know it. This is just it. All of my references are out of date, aren't they? Oh. Oh. 
<laughs> but do they know about Justin and Selena then? When were they, I think? Yeah, that wasn't that long ago. All right. It's not that they don't know. They weren't there, like, when it happened. <laughs> baby, not Selena. Baby, baby, baby. Oh, no. And if you want to get in touch with us, email us at highfankynextpodcast at gmail.com and tell us about your relationship lessons, things that have made you want to say thank you next you can follow us on socials for funny videos polls giveaways and saucy pictures and we are at thank you next pod yeah we are shout out to aisha rika and sahel who have been in the dms chanel slid in and wanted to let us know that she relates to a lot of the things we talk about on the podcast and it makes her feel good about having that kind of representation in both of us thanks mate. thank you baby this is this is why we do this very sweet it's very sweet we like it but Shit that's gone down this week. Go on. What's gone down, Raj? Last week, we were talking about Maeva. And we were talking about Maeva yes. asking her ex, Miles, to have sex with her. Yes. Rogue. Yeah, I think it like really just went inside my psyche and just was mm. sitting in there and simmering in my mind. And God knows what. So I had this dream and I messaged you the next morning and I was like, Hardeep, I've had this dream where I did a Maver and I wasn't asking my ex to have sex with me. I was asking some, to me, he's some random guy and I was asking him to have sex with me. But in my dream, I knew him. Right. It was clearly someone that I knew. I don't know if we were in a relationship. I don't know. But he was like, he looked like, you know, Cece from New Girl. Mm. When she's dating Schmidt and she dates this other guy, I've forgotten what his name is, but he's got glasses and he's kind of chubby and he's like tall. He looked kind of like that. He looked geeky and cuddly and he didn't react with disgust when I did it. And he didn't react like badly, but he was kind of giggling. And then he gave me a cuddle. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like in my dream, like, what's, what is this? Uh, so it's oh, just wow. a really weird dream, yo. But it just made me realize that like the dream version of me is getting a lot of action and I'm not. So what's what's going on with the dream world version of you, Hardeep? <laughs> the dream world version of me? I don't know. I do have dreams. Yeah. I can't remember. I haven't got any vivid ones right now. Oh, wait, I did have one. I did. I did. I did. I did. What was it about? I think I had the same dream. Shut up. But I actually asked my ex. Oh, no. Because me and my friend were watching this. Mm. And then that night, I was like, what the fuck is Miles doing? What the fuck is Maeve doing? Yeah. And then I think I had a dream that I tried to have sex with my ex or something. Oh, right. Or that I did. Oh, how did that go? I don't oh. Know. oh, so you're not sure. You don't know how it went down. No, I did write it down, but then I forgot. Sorry. But either way, Dreamworld Hardy and Dreamworld Raj, they're both getting some sort of action. Fuck. Dreamworld only, though. Dreamworld only, yo. That's fine. That's fine. I don't mind. <sighs> so as i mentioned i went to see jls last week i was really like oh hardy's going to a gig and i was like oh jls oh interesting and i was like i didn't know you were a jls fan i'm not like a jls super fan and i only know their big songs but when they were performing there were other ones that i was like oh yeah everybody in love put, put your, your hands, hands up, up. put your hands up yeah so um as i was there there was more songs that i knew yeah i'm glad i went it was full of like sally's like old sally's sally's yeah <laughs> And loads of Sally's. Um, <laughs> no, it was. Okay. All right. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a bit Sally. Um, they're great. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they performed really well when they were younger and they're still performing very well. Mm -hmm. But it was a bit scripted in between, you know, when they're like, oh, Marvin, haven't, haven't you got blue shorts? Yeah, yeah, I have got blue shorts, actually. And my wife don't like them, though, does she? <laughs> like... It's just like... That's how they... That was their banter. No, no, that actually wasn't their oh. banter. They didn't say anything about blue shorts, but that's the level of banter it was. It was really <laughs> just like dead. Okay. But I'm proud of them. You know, they did really well. They did this thing though. Okay, so this annoyed me. So at the end, they sang, beat again. And then all of them dropped into the ground and Marvin was like, good night, London. And it was just like, so like premature, just like bang, gone. Obviously they were going to come back and everyone was like, JLS, J, all the Sallys. I didn't scream once, by the way. I actually had a headache when I came home and I just had to sleep it off. It was really, really bad, like proper headache. And then, yeah, they came back and they didn't do beat again again, which they should have. But they put on this like, it was like black and white film. It was in all like their back gardens, like with their family and their kids. And all the girls were like, oh, oh, oh. all the babies. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, they're trying to evoke emotion out of us and you're giving them the emotion. I'm not falling for this. I'm not having it. 
All the Sallies loved it though, didn't they? They were like, oh yeah, look at all the babies. Oh. You said that their lyrics are high key toxic, so I want to know what did you find? Well, damn, the doctor's just finished telling me there's no time. Losing you could be the end of me and that I should do the things that I want to do. How can I? Without you, without you. He's like, uh, you need to get back with me because the doctor's telling me I'm going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't just it. I did write the song lyric names, uh, the song names down, but it was all along the same vein of that shit. Oh, I also don't like that. Prettiest girl in the room right now. No. How does it feel to be the hottest girl in the world right now? Well, I hate that song. That's awful. I don't know that song. What is that? Bloody hell. JLS lyrics are, yeah. Interesting. Do you know if they wrote their own music or if they like had were they like no, manufactured? I, no idea. I, I think that I don't. Know. I don't think. I don't know. Probably manufactured. I don't know. Um. Anyway, whatever. If anyone knows, like, let us know. You know where we are. Thank you, next pod. I had a I had a question for. I got a question for you. Go on. I don't already know the answer, but I'm going to ask you. So, what do you think is the appropriate response for someone to say when? Let's say your ex asks your friends, how's everyone doing? Uh, really, they're asking how you're doing, right? But they're asking, oh, how's everyone doing? What do you think the appropriate response to that question is? I'm really thinking about this. So um, if an ex came to my friend and was to ask them how I was, mm. I would want my friend to say, I would want them to do this exact thing. I would want them to go, Hardeep's fine. <laughs> and do one of these smiles, one of these like, what is that smile? Describe what that is. It's like a straight, like, just like a smile. That's a not, straight you know, just smile. A, you know, when you see the stranger, like you're walking down the road. Yeah. You know, you just bump into someone and they're smiling and you're in the middle of the, you know, you're walking. When people are walking, the walker smile, the other person you see on the pavement, just the, yeah. So I would expect that uh, because I don't want the people who aren't in my life access to um, have information about me that I've not freely, willingly given them mm. from my mouth. What if they listen to your podcast? <laughs> um, this is free information. Yeah, yeah. Take true, it. true. Okay, take it. Fine, fine. And the reason... Why? What do you think is the perfect... Well, I found the perfect fucking response. So Insecure's back for its final fucking season mm -hmm. and I saw a clip of it because it doesn't come out in the UK until Tuesday 2am which is fucking ridiculous but anyway Twitter just shows me stuff I like I don't know how Twitter knows what I like but anyway and it showed me a clip and it was of Kelly who is Issa's friend and she sees Lawrence who is Issa's ex yeah and Lawrence is saying oh so how is everyone but by everyone he means how's Issa yeah so Kelly goes everyone I associate with is thriving in abundance limitless and i was like yes that is it and lawrence just looks like what the fuck and like i don't know what to say because she's like yeah i just want i just want everyone to be like yeah she's thriving she's thriving in abundance and it's limitless it's great and why don't we ever talk about each other like that I, that is just a, one of the best written lines i've ever fucking heard ever that is good because then you're speaking it as well you know speaking it into existence and yes manifestation mm. it's manifestation it's also being like she's doing good without you boy like mm. it's cool bye mm. if anyone ever sees any of my exes and they ask you how i'm doing i want you to say she's fucking thriving she's thriving in abundance i'm trying to get back on my gratitude stuff and this is this is probably what it would suggest that you should say as well because mm. then you're not sitting around talking about the bad shit you're not even saying anything that's kind of got any negative energy in it at all it's just generic it's generic but it's generically positive <laughs> now now we know if we ever come across as any raj's hexes raj is thriving in abundance in abundance limitless, limitless is limitless we are all thriving and limitless. Everyone listening to this podcast right now is thriving in abundance and that abundance is limitless. Wow, I don't even know what to say. I don't know, man. Just let us know when we get into levels of toxic positivity because I don't want us to cross that no, line. No, no, we ain't going there, we ain't going there. <laughs> okay. We hinted in the last uh, episode about Squid Games. I finally finished it. Yes. I was a little bit let down, to be honest, by the ending. Why? Okay, so basically the old man was in on it. Yeah, the old man is one of the creators of the game. Yeah, I guess that's a bit fucked because he's the one you feel the most empathy for. But it explains why he was smiling throughout because he knew it was a joke. <laughs> he knew he wasn't going to die. Yeah, he knew nothing was going to happen to him. Like, and it, also he knew that he was dying, right? He knew he had that little brain tumour or whatever and that... 
he was going to die anyway. I thought it was a bit typical when he like goes back and carries on living the life that he was living, you know, before he got the money, like living like he doesn't have the money or whatever. Why did he have to have fucking red hair? Like he got his hair, did it have to be red? Why? I loved that. Why? That was so unnecessary. It's like what you do after a breakup. <laughs> you like fucking dye your hair, you cut your hair, you do something. And he was like, you know what? I've been through this toxic situation. And he was going to live a new life, right? He was going back to visit his daughter in America and be this new man. And I'm assuming like he probably, because he knew he was going to see his ex-wife, all of that as well. He was like, I'm just going to have fucking red hair. I'm going to look slick as fuck with my red hair. But now it's like, because we know he's going to go back you're kind of like shit is his red hair like warrior hair like what is it like i don't know he's let his daughter down again though hasn't he he should have gone and seen his daughter what i don't understand is though also isn't it interesting that all the all the baddies in it are white well they're all rich aren't they they're i mean the main character we see he's korean why uh why do they enjoy it so much what enjoyment are they getting out of it and i find it really hard to believe that anybody gets enjoyment out of that i'm sorry i can't accept that so i think they were trying to play on that whole idea of like when you're rich and everything's available to you everything's just normalized so like people killing each other is like your only entertainment it's like your sport oh yeah when that guy tried to like get his dick out to the other guy yeah did he kill it he did kill him didn't he yeah i want to know if that guy's all right the one who fell off the cliff he was a bit peng actually yeah he's peng he is peng that you know what out out of their squid game costumes they're all really peng like how they dress in real life and how they look they look they're proper peng like i'm just like wow damn damn the doctor's just finished telling me there's no time thanks but uh next we mentioned earlier that singer-songwriter Jasmine Flowers is going to be joining us today. So let's find out what she's saying thank you next to. Jasmine, welcome to Thank You Next. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We want to say congratulations on your EP adulting. Thank you. We obviously wanted to get you on because we see you do not shy away from anything with your music, whether it's being like raw about relationships, uh, your mental health or things that are very personal to you. Thank you. Yeah. Did you know you were going to explore the themes of adulting on the EP or did it just happen organically? Uh, it just happened. I had a bunch of songs like, to choose from for what were going to be on the EP and I chose them and I was trying to come up with the title and obviously my song, Not Like My Friends, has the line, I'm over adulting in it. And I was like, that's kind of, I could kind of find a theme of that in each of these songs. So I kind of just ran with it and it, it definitely fit for right now, I think. So yeah, it happened organically. And you've got that as a tattoo as well. Organic. Yes. Yeah, I do on my arm. Oh, damn. Love that. When did you get that? 2019. It was like booked. I'd had it in for months. And then my manager was like, okay, we've got a meeting on that day. So you're going to have to cancel that. And I was like, oh, no, I've got a tattoo though. Can we not? And he was like, well, this is the president of Ireland Records. So I think you should move it. And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Oh, uh, so you moved it. Yeah. And then all through that conversation, that meeting, we like kept on bringing up the word organic and like, I want this to be really organic. And I was like, oh, I've got to re- reschedule it and get it done. Definitely. And you mentioned that you had the meeting with Ireland. How did that happen? How did that come about? So kind of through my manager, really. He, like a lot of the people he knew in the industry that were A&Rs and stuff, I kind of bought him out of retirement a bit. And when he came back and was like getting back in touch with all these people, they're all like presidents and stuff now. So he had a lot of really good contacts. I only met with like two labels, I think. But yeah, I just, I liked, I liked Ireland. I liked people there. I have a really nice team there for sure. You just got snapped up. It will happen very quick. Yeah. How did your journey with music get started? Like, so we know that you kind of started in your teens. I think I, like, I probably started performing, singing, doing musical theatre when I was a kid. And then from that, at school, everyone was like, oh, you can sing, join the singing club. So I joined the singing club. I like the Glee Club. Glee, yeah, literally it was Glee Club. It was literally called <laughs> oh Glee Club. God, I love that. We sang like Katy Perry <laughs> no and way. stuff. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I joined that. And then people were like, oh, you're really good. You should. We did like every Wednesday we had whole school assembly. Every Wednesday someone new would sing. And I, I started off doing that and I would sing at school. And then I, I was I started like booking stuff or doing open mic nights like at pubs and stuff around where I lived. I was doing covers, all covers. And everyone was like, do you have your own songs? And I was like, absolutely not. I hate write. would never want to write a song. And my mum was like, Jazz, if you keep doing these, you need to start writing your own songs. And I didn't for ages because I, I just didn't want to. I just didn't feel like it. And then I, I just started like probably when I was 15 or 16. And I wrote some really shit songs. What was your first song about? The first song I wrote, I wrote when I was, I think, nine. 
and it was about being treated really badly by a boy. Never had a boyfriend, never liked boys at oh. that point in my life. And I don't know why I wrote it. It was just, that's, I was like, that's what all other songs are about, so I'll just write it. Um, that is so funny. <laughs> but then the first like song I wrote that I would ever consider singing maybe in front of people, I think I wrote it on the way home from London one day. My dad was driving me home from a, sh- a gig or something. I wrote it about like rooftops and like the kind of night London vibe because I really liked that at the time, the aesthetic of like driving on like I don't know the freaking uh what's it called the northern circular the north circular <laughs> a406 oh is that the <laughs> yeah. name yeah that and it was called rooftops so that's that's yeah, cute first proper song I wrote that isn't trash did you go to a music uni then I did for a short period of time I did I uh I went to ACM what is ACM Academy of Contemporary Music oh shit uh, wow uh, and I think that the main place is in Guildford, but they had a, a campus in Clapham Common. What was that like? I, I dropped out before the end of first year. Really? Yeah. I kind of was getting signed, so I was like, yeah. It was kind of good for meeting people. Like, I know a lot of good musicians, but in terms of actually getting anywhere in the industry, it is not. It's not for me. I don't think you need to go to school for this shit. No, I agree. Same with us. I did media, and I don't think you need to go to media uni to work in that field. No. It just seems like, I don't know, I might be wrong. But I feel as though you could just like it's just YouTube, you know, there's YouTube and just go out and meet people. Like go, I don't know, go club, I don't know, go to the club and meet people. You just meet people out. Yeah, and it's more organic that way, which is very on brand uh, exactly, for you, right? Exactly. Rather than being like, oh, I'm at this uni and now I'm gonna get this job because someone's gonna yeah. meet me up with this and da 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 da. Or I've got this talent show. Did you guys have a lot of talent shows and stuff? No, we didn't. We had a lot of like the business class of my year put on a lot of shows for the like music kids. But um, we didn't do any talent shows. Maybe after I dropped out there were. but And Raj did some research and found out that you were in some musicals. Oh, I was. How did you do that? Yeah. Raj, how did you find that first of all? Raj is, if you, anyone want to find out anything. Yeah, what did you, where did you find that? I was just doing. Not my mum's Facebook. I don't know. I just did a lot of stalking, but what kind kind of musicals were you in and like did you act in them well the first musical I did was Bugsy Malone and I was fizzy so I was like my first ever role and I had a solo in it which was pretty sick and I was dancing singing I have a video of that which I will definitely show one day but not today I was in a musical called South Pacific which was fun I had to do like French in that Ooh. and then I did a bunch of like school ones which were I did high school musical Cute. Um, oh wow school of rock yeah. oh my god when you um started dancing in one of your videos i was like right yeah i could see that i can i was like right <laughs> she she went to like some performing yeah. art school or something i just they did a yeah, bit of contemporary yeah. dance rolling around on the floor and all that i was like yep yeah, i see that yeah i did because i did i danced way before i sung and i was gonna my plan was to be a dancer okay but i absolutely fucked up my knee and and kind of in that time of trying to fix my knee it just ended up doing music but yeah i danced like since forever. Raj, did you know I used to dance and then fucked up my knee? Oh no, you didn't tell me you fucked your knee up. No way. What did you do? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I was just rolling around on the floor or something. And then my knee, then that was it, really. I was just like, mm. So this is why you don't dance anymore? Pretty much, yeah. It's a bit depressing, isn't it? It's actually so sad. And you know when boys say, oh, I was going to be a footballer and then I fucked up my knee? Like, it's actually, there could be some truth in it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like I like doing music and it is very kind of therapeutic, but compared to dance, it's nothing. Oh my like, God. I, I didn't realise how big a like release dance was for me when I was younger. Okay, but how's your knee now? Because you're doing all this choreo and stuff in your videos, so... You know what? Yeah. It, it was fine, yeah. and I didn't hadn't I hadn't danced for about five years. I did have to ice it a couple of times. Shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever be the same again. Damn. Damn. I was just going to talk about the debut single, Awkward. So we know you got a lot of love on BBC Introducing and... I saw in an interview somewhere that you talked about your awkwardness personally being exhausting for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's get into that uh, a little bit. It just is tiring. Not pretending not to be awkward, but just kind of like living life as an awkward person. Just interactions are just tiring because you just, they require so much energy. But you're doing so good now. <laughs> look at us. Oh, you, yeah, you're talking to two strangers. <laughs> you look like you're having a good time. Are you faking it? <laughs> no. And, and the, as soon as that came out and I was talking about it in interviews, everyone's like, you don't seem awkward. I'm like, bro. Yeah. Inside, I do feel awkward. Or I like fidget and no one sees that. I don't know. I, I, yeah, man. I just, I don't know why I'm awkward. I think it's just an English thing. I don't know, but I have English friends yeah. that aren't awkward. Like, you guys do not seem awkward. 
You guys seem really chill. You say this. No, we would consider ourselves in it. You would think we're, I was we're awkward, right? So fucking yeah. awkward. No. Like what Bare happened? Awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week I went to an event and um, I was sitting there and everyone's like smiling and they're doing their thing and I was just looking around and I was just like, <laughs> Is this the event you called me from? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was sitting there and I was just like, Why are we alive? Why are we here? Like, I was, oh, and oh. You, I was like, They're all having a great time and I'm like, Are, are we really having a Deep great time? Thought. I was just, and I was just like, fucking cow, what? Yeah, anyway. Exactly. It's, it's tiring being awkward, I think. I like that you wrote a track about it. Thank you. <laughs> Raj, do you? I feel like you don't. What? Overthink what? I feel like, Raj, you're just in the moment. You just. No, after, it'll come to me afterwards. Like, I'll be in the <laughs> yeah. moment and stuff, but then it'll come to me afterwards and like, did you really say that? And uh, did you really do that? Did you look at her like that? <laughs> like, and do you know what I mean? And you're just kind of like, oh, shit. I'll overthink things a lot later. But in, in, in that moment, I'll probably, I'm either faking it or I'm all right. It's, it's one or the other. Who knows? Fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. That's what Rihanna said. So yeah. I'm going to live by that. But Hardy, mm. there's some lyrics that really hit you hard. Yeah. We lock eyes, but inside I'm dying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Eye contact as well. Struggle with that one. I don't know the, the kind of expectation of how, how long I should look you in the eye or, or even just like keep talking. I don't know when to kind of finish a conversation with people. Like here, I'm staying at my friend's place and, and obviously there's like housemates and I, I don't know, if I should, should I say hi? Should I not? Say hi, talk to them. I try to, but they're also awkward. So it's just, oh, right, yeah. I think everyone's awkward. Yeah, you know when you see someone you know and you're like out somewhere and it's somewhere unexpected that you're seeing them and it's, it's that thing of like, do I actually say hi to that person that I actually know or should I pretend that I haven't seen them? Yes. I do that a lot. Do you? I don't say hi to people. I think yeah. I do as well. I'm just like, I'm, I don't have... Unless it's someone <laughs> whose interaction might further me in like, I don't know, like if there's someone I know in the industry or like a friend, I want to get to know their friend, I will just avoid them. Sometimes I think they might brighten your day though. Like you never know what's oh, going to come true. from the interaction. True. Sometimes, not every time. <laughs> I might I might do it always now just in case it's like makes my whole week. There you go. Raj, there were some lyrics that spoke to you. <laughs> there were some lyrics <laughs> that spoke to me, but it was mine was, my lyrics were these, yeah, and it's, weigh me down but then raise me high pushing me left does that feel right so to me ah. ornament is it about a emotionally abusive relationship because for me i've come from one right so i'm kind of like uh-huh. when i hear stuff like that i'm always like i know what that's about uh-huh. but is it actually about that sort of yeah like a mm. toxic relationship emotionally abusive yeah i've just been in situations where it can go from really good to really bad yeah very quickly and i think the person thinks they're doing what's right for you or they think is right for you and it's just so not and they're just kind of like dragging you down whilst trying to like tell you oh no you're good like you got this like i'm i'm here for you but they're really not yeah yeah i like that i like that lyric what's it like acting and pretending that you're in a sitch when you're like filming and you're like pretending to have an argument between a couple kind of like what's that like i need to post this because i have so much footage apart from like a couple seconds just to get the audio we needed um we were arguing about tacos the whole time all right oh, okay. so it was like faces were all in it and we were like fully arguing but we were just like having a joke her name's athena she's also an artist and she was like i asked for you to get me guacamole on my tacos and i was like i got you guacamole or i don't know so i was it was stupid i love that the acting part was actually quite fun it was fun to just we get really angry at someone yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i saw um a tiktok yeah where you said dating girls is toxic fuck yeah tis is it oh yeah i would be i don't have anything to compare it to i've never dated a guy okay but i don't know why but it just always ends up being i feel like it's hard to to get the line between friend and relationship either as you're getting into a relationship with a girl it's like at what point we're not friends anymore that that shit happens very quickly most of the time and then if you're breaking up with a girl it's like ah it's really hard to like stay broken up with you i don't know why maybe it's like that with guys but Hardeep, do you have anything to tell me? <laughs> so Raj told me this right before we started recording. She was like, you said dating girls is toxic. And I was like, it is. And she was like, you've never told me this. And I was like, yeah, because I'm still like processing it. It's so hard. Okay, I'm not going to make any sweeping Isn't assumptions. Isn't it hard to explain? Yeah, it's hard to put into words, but it's like, you know how complicated we are? Like one person times two and sometimes the way guys think because it's different it's so sometimes really black and white some people women can be like that too i've not many of those yet that are black and white so then two of those like really complicated overthinkery people 
I was just like, mm, yeah, can't yeah, it. it's kind of like double the estrogen. Okay. Also, there is the whole thing about yeah, the memes about you turn up to a second date yeah. with a suitcase and they live together and they just yep. literally obsess with each other and are a couple after one date. Yeah. So, yes, a lot. Damn. Yeah. Raj is just like, what the fuck? But I was just saying that's so interesting because the last time me and Harley were talking about dating and stuff, like Hardy gave me the impression that she wasn't, no, that you felt better dating girls than you did dating men. So like now to hear that, oh, okay, dating girls is like toxic. I'm like, Oh fuck! It's sad, isn't it? I would imagine. I'm. Sh- I mean, I just. I've never. Obviously, as I said, not been with a guy, but I would guess it's just different. Different toxicness, toxicity, like different, different bad sides. Different, different levels. Like, yeah. there's probably a lot of upsides to being with a girl. I would say. Mm. What are the upsides? Let's be positive. Okay. Obviously, this is not the case because there's power imbalances anywhere. I feel more comfortable knowing that. It doesn't feel as much of a power imbalance sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that one. I can't think of any, actually. I think I get to orgasm more. Oh, right. That's interesting because I was actually talking to Harley about this and she was like, I I've, I can't, you know, I I don't think I've orgasmed much <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. It's so funny. It's true. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. There's a positive. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. I'm actually going to come back and not bash guys for that for a second. I feel like guys know what they're doing too. Oh, there's definitely also girls that don't know what they're doing. Not the ones I've met. Yeah. yeah. I'm yet to meet a guy that knows fully what he's doing. I feel like I orgasmed like on the off chance. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, it was just a Wednesday and it just happened. It just happened. Just one time. By accident. Going back to your singing for a sec. Your Doja Cat Woman cover was fucking insane. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Yeah, I lose track of the TikToks I do. I need to get back on to doing that more frequently, but thank you. Uh, Actually, I said we're getting back to the songs, but so we're getting back to the films. That's all right. Uh, Raj. Uh, Jasmine actually covered a song that you fucking hate. What song do I fucking hate? I wonder. Oh, what is it? And also, do you know what I'm going to oh, say? Oh my god! What? No, I'm waiting now. Oh, also, the worst song. I wouldn't even. I feel like even awkward saying the lyrics, but you sang them. Okay, you know, it's a vibe. Oh, it's a vibe. you don't like that song? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, my pussy I mean, juice is dripping down my thighs. I mean, come on. What? <laughs> Jasmine actually sang that. That was like... I what bet, was it like actually filming that and being like... I need to like, see it. Where is it? I need to see it. Yeah, it's there. It's on <laughs> Listen, TikTok. Listen, you can uh, sing. So like, it's just like, you know, uh, where is it? I did that one as a joke, actually. Wait, is this this one? Yeah, here we go. I got it. <laughs> Play it then. Wait, I'm sending it to you on chat. Here it is. Got it. I don't know why I'm doing this song. <laughs> this is such a joke. How do you feel? Awkward? Yeah. <laughs> no, but you made it sound good. Yeah, you make you it honestly it sound, sound so fucking good. Thank you. This is not how it sounds. Like, you made it sound so good. But why don't you like the song? I thought it was just really lame. And then I was just like, Janae's singing this. What the fuck is this? Like, it felt like it had no melody. It felt like it had nothing to it. Like, whereas, look at how you're singing this and listen to the original song. It's like, you've just made gold out of fucking shit. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like the song. Yeah, I just don't. Because I listened to all of Janae's deep stuff. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I think that was the first of Janae's songs I ever heard. So So you were like in a no judgment zone. Whereas I was like, what? Wait, what? Like, what is it? Exactly. Yeah. But um, your cover's beautiful. Thank you. It was definitely a joke. I definitely did it as a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Who do you listen to? In, in your spare time, who inspires you? A lot of people inspire me. Sev Deliza, I've probably said this mm-hmm. in like every interview. Sev Deliza, I love Sev Deliza. I don't know if you've heard of Sev She is Israeli, I think. She makes so cool, like just like the weirdest, coolest electronic music and really cool visuals too. Like I don't know where she gets the budgets for these videos, but they're like effects, graphic, everything. So cool. So yeah, listen, Sev Deliza, I... What am I listening to? Oh, I've, well, I've been listening to Summer Walker's latest album. I like it. I really like her vibe. I feel like I tried to listen to more R&B stuff with melodies, like Summer Walker, Scissor. She has some sick, sick melodies. Obviously, Kevani. And then I also tried to listen to, like, really electronic stuff because I like producing and I like all the stuff that comes in with that. So, Sephaliza, 
uh, James Blake, different vibes. Yeah, and we saw like, so you write your own music. Yeah. You are a singer, songwriter, producer, creator, everything. <laughs> um, and recently you've been co-writing with people. So you co-wrote with Kimberly Cadence, I can't say her surname. Cre- I can't, never said it out loud actually. Krusik. She's Grammy award she winning. Is. She co-wrote Beyonce's Black Parade. Yeah. What's it like, like working with someone versus working by yourself? And do you like end up picking up tips Definitely. from them? For sure. I, to start with, I did not want to work with writers. I don't want to shit on anyone in the UK, but I just got put with like the most pop writers and I'm not shitting on pop. I love pop, but I was like, this is not, this is not what I want to do right now. Mm. And I'd rather, I'd rather like me be the one to make it more pop style than like have someone in the room that's like, that melody is too confusing. People listening to it won't want to listen to it. So at first I was like, fuck, I don't want to work with any writers. I just want to write by myself. And then she was actually one of the first writers. I, the first writer I think I wrote with, I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, she's really cool. And it was out in America. And she, yeah, I learned like a lot from her. I'd never, the way I write, I don't, like a lot of singers put down melodies and then fit lyrics into the melodies. Like they'll just get in the booth and chuck down like a bunch of random shit. And I'd never done that before. And she came in and she did that. And then she was like, okay, you go. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I can't do it. She was like, no, 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 you got this, you got this. So, yeah, I, I learned that from her. I was like, oh, I didn't really want to do it. But uh, now I definitely do that a lot. So, yeah, it was really cool working with her. She's sick. Thank you. We're going to warm you up before we get on to your relationship lessons. Something you want to say thank you next to that has gone down in the week in the world do you want to tell us what that is what are you saying thank you next to i'm saying thank you next to people having a go at summer walker for not wanting to do interviews and i think she cancelled a lot of her shows as well but it was because of mental health and i think people need to be more courteous of that and were they not i didn't see what what happened so like were people not cool about it yeah what happened she had a tour i was like 26 or 29 shows or something and i think she cancelled after like nine of them because of mental health and like I think I think she said that she's an empath and all the meet and greets and stuff and meeting people and, and people like saying like the little stories and like crying and stuff with her was like just oh. really overwhelming and she didn't, couldn't do it anymore she I think she had an interview on BBC or something and she was talking about like I think people were bashing her for being really like neutral looking like kind of like zoning out in interviews and not looking very interesting or not like trying to be interesting to talk to and she just said, like, I'm just, like, really introverted and I'm not comfortable right now and I don't really want to do it. And I was like, fair play. I, I love doing interviews, so I can't really, like, agree with her in that. But I think there are definitely a lot of aspects of music that people don't, like, think about might be kind of, like, tiring to do or kind of really overwhelming. I think they just expect you, oh, you're an artist, you keep, like, get on with it and deal with it. But no, I think people should be kinder to artists. People think about making music or just, like, performing it. Or what about sitting in the studio for ages, doing a million takes? Oh, and then you've got a music video. Um, <laughs> what is the aesthetic going to be of the music video? Yeah. And are you going to dance? Are you going to learn the dance? And has the guy run out of film? I don't know. You know, something, someone's battery's so gone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot that I guess people don't think about. But I get not wanting to do interviews often. Like, how often can you get asked the same fucking question? It's like, I see it a lot with actors, you know, when they've got a movie coming out and they get asked <laughs> literally the yeah. exact same question by everyone. And you're like, yeah. but I've heard you say this everywhere. And yeah, it must get tiring. And like, yeah, it's just sad to repeat itself. I think this is the thing about artists is that people think that they should have access to them yeah, yeah. at all times. Because you're talking about your life and you're putting parts of your life out there that people sort of feel like, okay, well then, you know, you are mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think from an artist's perspective, everything kind of in terms of the, unless you kind of pop off and go viral and immediately like interviewing, like doing shows and recording and stuff, I think it can be a very slow process, like the creation and getting like a bank of songs and like you get used to being in the studio. But I think once you start releasing, things go really quickly and you, you're suddenly in a lot of rooms where like talking to people and you're doing like press calls and stuff. And I think that is just something you do not, prepare for and I think a lot of creatives are like introverts like they create because they're just at home by themselves and they don't want to see people and I feel like you do that and then people are like oh great music now talk to like 100 people today about this one song and it must be really weird like what well, is weird but yeah like you said you can't you can't have access to to an artist all day every day next we're gonna get on to Jasmine's first relationship lesson. So one taught me. Family is more than blood. What made you come to that realization? Well, I have a song on my EP called Darth Vader, which is about the fact that I don't know my real dad. I didn't grow up with him. Yeah. So I grew up with just my mum till I was like eight or nine. 
and then I have my stepdad who I consider my dad so I kind of use dad interchangeably but when I say dad most of the time I mean my stepdad I just kind of learned that you don't need to be blood related to someone for them to love you like a proper father or whatever and, and I think for also throughout my life like I've met a lot of people who have stuck around and like I'm like insanely close with and I'm not related to and, and I have a friend who's here and living in the UK and she has no blood family here but she's got like cousins and she's like oh my cousin it's like this is not your cousin this is just some random person that was friends with your mom when you were born yeah and I just think yeah I think yeah you don't need to be related to be like properly loved by someone yeah 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 and to be what you consider is family that's beautiful family is like whoever puts in the energy and not necessarily all the time but just like is there for you yeah did you want a relationship with your birth father where you kind of like did you feel a lack of it before you understood that lesson not really apparently when I was a kid I'll be like why does everyone else have a dad but I don't Mm. but I don't remember that and I don't remember ever thinking about it as a kid and that's the kind of what I wanted to get across in the song actually is that I don't care everyone's like oh do you want to meet him yeah you wish you grew up with him and I'm like no like I had a sick childhood with just my mum when I like when I was really young and then my dad is like more than like I could ever ask for in a father so I don't think I want to meet him I don't know when you were a kid were you like curious with like photos or anything like that my friend actually suggested to listen to the daddy's issues podcast uh-huh. yeah yeah and it's actually really interesting i had one friend as well growing up that um always used to talk about what it would be like if he met his dad and then finally he did and i feel like when he did it was just like not not what you picture your entire life kind of thing yeah i think it would be it would just it's just weird like I, and i feel this for people who do meet their parents or they've not seen their parents for years and then meet them again it just must be such a weird dynamic because they're like your parent, but it's effectively just meeting a random adult. And like, that's a bit of a strange relationship to have if there's no kind of point behind it. And you're not going to suddenly like have, I don't think, a father, daughter or father, son, whatever relationship. Mm. I never thought about it much as a kid. And I, I didn't really see any pictures either when I was a kid, like occasionally, but like all my childhood, I couldn't really, like even now, like I, I've seen pictures, but I don't really remember what it looks like from them. It is a weird one, but it's also like so normal so you called it Darth Vader obviously like I I get the reference but like are you a Star Wars fan (laughs) I don't want to annoy the Star Wars actual fans because like I am I've seen I've not seen because I've not seen any of the recent ones okay yeah I've not seen what is it the Um, John Boyega ones the Mandalorian, yeah, is that oh, great? It's beautiful, Baby Yoda. That's great, man. But um, yeah, yeah, I do want to see Baby Yoda, but I've seen all the original. I watched all the originals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can save the Mandalorian for like Christmas. It's nice to watch around Christmas because that's quite magical and cute. Yeah, yeah, and it, okay. Baby Yoda is so cute. I'll watch it then. Yeah, watch it then. Um, I was going to say like. I love this lesson because my dad's family were toxic as fuck. Really? Yeah, the stories I heard growing up, even from my parents, and I kind of remember seeing them treat my parents like shit, especially my dad. And they kind of bullied my mom. And there was just a point, I think, where it got too much. And my parents were like, that's it, we're cutting them all off. And I have never known true peace (laughs) (laughs) until until that happened, you know, because it was like we didn't have to go to family functions where we were going to see them and some sort of drama was going to kick off or someone was going to say something that upset someone else. And then, you know, we brought that energy back into our house and things like that. And I just think, yeah, family does not have to be this uh, dramatic thing that everyone makes it be. You know that people hate family reunions, they hate like going to certain people's houses and things like that. And it's like, well, you don't have to. Yeah. If we can cut our friends off just like that, we can cut our family off as well. Like it's not, Yeah. we're not bound to each other by anything just because we are blood relatives. It's okay. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. I think some of my strongest relationships are with my friends over family, but I think I actually have done that. I've just like not gone to any weddings or any birthdays or any like big events in such a long time. That actually yesterday I was going to my nan's house and I was like, it actually might be banter <laughs> just for one day, just like to see these people and see what's happened. I was like, remember that person at so-and-so's wedding? Like, there was, okay, so there was this lady at someone's wedding like 20 years ago who used to just like fucking love dancing. And I was like, where is she? Where is she now? Like, but that's just like being a little Facebook stalker or something. I just want to find out because obviously I'm not really on Facebook or anything. So I don't have, Yeah, you know, that's where you have family and stuff like that. Yeah, I was thinking just for banner, it'd be good to see how people are and if they've changed or, you know, we all change, but like just that curiosity, just to see where people so are, what they're doing. Or turn up to the family event. Yeah, just being a bit yeah. crazy. Just want to know what's going on. <laughs> it's very true. That's the point, like cutting people off and or like just not seeing them. 
I don't. I luckily, the rest of my family is very not toxic, so I don't have any problems with them. Yeah, but I know a lot of people who have really like shit relationships with their family, and they don't want to cut them off because their family. I don't want to encourage cutting off family, but yeah, 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 yeah. I think people hesitate to do it. I definitely feel like a strong pull to maintain those relationships and to keep them going. Some of them, not every single one. Yeah. Um, but I've got other people, friends who would be like, "Why would you bother so much?" But Actually, I think there's a lot to learn from not running, not, it's not always running away, but actually trying to work on something. Yeah. Definitely. If it's workable. <laughs> if it is, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, in, not, not in the situation you're talking about, right? Yeah, 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 That's so like typical of Asian nah, families yeah. of these like fucking fucked up dynamics where the daughter is always getting bullied like we've heard that so many times it's like oh god yeah, yeah it's so common yeah, yeah, it's yeah, so it's common just, it's common like just... they literally think that they're in like dynasty or dallas like there were these shows back in the 80s that they all watched and they yeah. just thought that that was their life so they oh, just sort of dramatic. treated everyone like that but it's just like yeah okay cool and you know i would love to see all of them again and you know have words with them now being the big woman that i am but um yeah because i was a kid i didn't know what the fuck was going on half the time i thought like my parents were making it up but then you know, you look back on things, you're like, shit, this was happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd love to see them again, but <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. Reunited moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before I turn this into a revenge saga, let's, um, <laughs> let's wrap this lesson up. What are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to keeping toxic family members in your family just because they're blood. And thank you next to thinking that People you're not related to by blood can't be family. Thank you. Next. All right, so you're going to get onto your second lesson. One top me. It's okay to not know what love is, and you might not really ever know what it is. I think this one hit Raj, didn't it? It hit you. <laughs> Why? Tell the story. Tell the story. I don't know. She, she wrote here, this is deep with loads of ease. Deep. Tell us. Tell us everything. I've had, like, I think two solid moments where I've in terms of relationship, I thought, well, I know what love is and it just, I don't. And so I've decided that I don't think I will. It's just complicated to me. It's confusing because there's so many different types of love. And I'm like, uh, who, which type of love do I love this person with? And I just don't know. I'm like, we don't have enough words for it, I think. in Like, for example, in Asia, they have, I don't know them. I should know them. But they have so many different types of words for different kinds of love. And I think we should have that in the English because just love does not cover it. And there's so many different kinds of it. And I don't know. I'm never going to know what it properly is. Because I think, keep thinking I do, and then I don't. And I feel like I'm going to keep thinking that until I die. Would you say you've been in love? Yeah, but then, no. Okay. I've been in love and at the time thought I was in love. So wait, what cha- What changes it then? What makes you think, oh, this is not love? I just think you have like new experiences where you're like, well, that's how I felt then times 10. And I just can imagine it can get like more and then also just different like it can expand and you can feel like you love someone way more than the last person you thought you loved or you can love someone in a completely different way that seems stronger or I don't I feel like you, I can't ever it's like kind of infinite like I'm not gonna know when the end is when is like maximum love capacity mm. when is the love the just love 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 yeah but then you know the words you're talking about the the words from Asia like so what kind of is it like puppy love versus I don't know real love I don't know final love yeah there's kind of the love you feel I don't know I don't know the worst one but there's like the kind of love you feel when you first meet someone it's like yeah love at first sight love there's the love when you when you're like in the first stage of relationship and you're like obsessed with each other and that can kind of fizzle out yeah but then it can like grow over time yeah but then there's like you can love someone who you're not in a relationship like like that with yeah and that's a completely different kind of love that's just yeah I just know there's different types of it and I don't know I was going to ask you, Raj, what was your point about this? I was just going to say that literally when I'm in love, I'm like, yes, I'm in love and I know what it is and this is exactly what love is and bloody, bloody, blah. But then I think about where I get that idea from and it's probably music and films and TV and all of that. And then when the relationship ends and I'm out of it, I'm kind of like, was that love? I actually have no idea because if that was love, would it have ended in this way and would this have happened and would that have happened and blah, blah, blah. So I'm kind of like, maybe it wasn't love and maybe I'm yet to experience love. And You just put that so much more eloquently than I did. Yes, exactly. No, no, but like, you know, it's, it's, I don't, it's just hard. It's just so hard because you're kind of like, yeah, then what is love? Because I think we're taught that love is like this eternal yeah everlasting forever and then when it isn't everlasting and forever you're like oh was that love but 
It was. What was it? Mm. What else was it? it? But it's like that. It's like what you're saying. It's like another. Let's give it another sub word thing. It's another type of love. Yeah. It's not an internal love. It's not. It's like it's a. Does that exist though? Yeah, that's another thing. It's like, are we just chasing something that actually doesn't even exist? Did it exist at one point and now it's extinct? Yeah. Mm. I feel like my ideas of love when I was a teenager or when I was at school would have been one thing. Then when I was in sixth form or uni, it would have been another thing. And it's always changing. Yeah. And I feel like right now, I think I have the more mature idea of what it is. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I would have thought like excitement is love or... um, Mm. Butterflies. Chemistry, I don't know. Something else. Whereas now I'm like, yes, stability, that is love. (laughs) Whereas I never (laughs) thought I would say that before. Like someone who's... uh, Because like you said, like in movies, like love is like everything good, nothing bad. If you love someone, there's nothing bad about them and there's nothing like everything is smooth sailing. Yeah. And then you, you, I don't know, you you go in relationships and you're like, I think, nah, like love should, it, it kind of allows for like a couple shit things to happen. And a bit of like bumps along the way and there'll be mm-hmm. ups and downs, but it overall stays kind of stable. Okay, this is a bit deep, but I guess it's like life, isn't it? Like life can't always be good. So how can how can love always be good? Exactly. There's a fine line, isn't it? Because I think when, when we say love can't always be good, we don't mean that, you know, that person's going to start treating you badly or something like that. We mean that you might experience difficulties together, right? Because... Yeah, mm-hmm. like have a disagreement over like food or something. Yeah, yeah, have a little yeah. fight. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's that thing of like, you need to know how to make up as well and know, know how to respect each other's opinions. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Mm. I don't think I'll ever know. So this is interesting. So you have accepted that you don't think you'll ever know. No, I think so. Because I feel like like as I go along life and I experience falling in love with different people every time like I will be like oh well that last time clearly wasn't full love because now I love this person more than that person and so even if I'm in my final relationship of life I'm gonna be like ah maybe what if we broke up just before I die and then meet someone new and I love them even more so I'm just gonna be like I I just yeah I don't don't think I'm gonna know what love is I'm going to just roll with it though. Um, I'll call it love because it's easy to call. Yeah, this is really hard. But if you are listening and you think you know what love is and you can articulate it and send it to us in a voice note or an email, then hit us up. It's hi, thank you, next podcast at gmail.com. Teach. Teach us. Teach me. Yeah, teach us. What are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to trying to work out what love is. I can't bother to try anymore. I'm saying thank you next to people expecting me to know what love is. Wait, have you got people, have you got multiple people asking you what love is? <laughs> uh, no, but I just feel like people in general expect you to be like, I don't know, people expect you to know your shit with your own emotions sometimes. Mm. And I'm like, bruh, I, I know as good as you know about my own brain. I don't know about it. Mm. Yeah. But it's that thing, you might not have even tapped into like your full potential, you know, like that. And you just, exactly. you don't know when that's going to happen. It's like a flower, like you're a closed up bud and then you're going to bloom and you don't know when you're going to bloom and if there's like a little ant hiding exactly. in the petals god what? oh my days right? i don't fucking know like, i'm like where am i taking this where am i taking this i don't know where i'm taking this it's like secretly <laughs> some sort of disease that the plant has and it's just going to slowly die potentially blossoms. <laughs> oh, <laughs> potentially <man>. uh, yeah <laughs> we're all just in that rose bush we're going on to lesson three, so one taught me. Not everyone you meet in life has to stay in your life. Um, All right, you need to tell us what happened. <laughs> what is this about? Uh, sorry, no, <laughs> I, I think the main thing that made me think this was when I was at school, I, I loved school and it was like fun for a while and then it really got shit. And it was just because of people and people that like, I don't know, when you're at school, I have a very different mindset now. But I was like, oh, these are my friends. So I've got to keep them and do everything I can to keep these friends. And there was just this one kid that was oh, just like made my life hell at school and was just so problematic. It just it was just kind of like let them fuck off and go and do their own thing and, and kind of move on. Because I think when, when you have similar with like a relationship, when you have when you have someone that like you've put a lot of time and energy into as a person and like to try and build a relationship, even when it's really bad for you, you, you kind of still want to make it work. And I think it's like such a hard thing to just let go of that person. But I really think it can help with your progression and just like you said with your family, just peace, make you feel peaceful. I think definitely I've thought that when I was at school, I'm going to be stuck with these people 
And it's actually just like a short space of time. But I feel quite free in knowing that when you move on to the next chapters or you move or you like meet new people, it's like you're starting again and you can be like a different Mm. version of you and stuff like that. So I feel like that's quite freeing. And we all change so much. Like we take in new information, learn some read books whatever come across a fucking instagram infographic or a tiktok that might change our life or change the way we think and it's like sometimes the yeah people who knew you before don't know that you you know you're changing mm. and sometimes people's expectations of you what they expect you to be can seem quite limiting i'm just like fuck it man like yeah it's hard to always think this way but i just think it's like kind of try and think about it of like waves it's like you're waving along and if that person is like going to wave into you sort of thing, <laughs> you're going to go, you like come in and out, it's fine. Like whatever, you, you'll be all right. You'll come t- together now <laughs> and you might go away, but you might come together again, whatever. Like, But forcing things is harder. Yeah, I've definitely learned to not force things. Like anything, people, things, things happening. It's definitely, just no point. There's no point if, if, if I, I believe if it's going to happen, it will happen. You don't need to force it. It'll just wave in or wave out. Yeah. Have you tried to keep someone in your life like when things were getting shit with them? Yeah. It's it's exhausting and it's but it's like mentally so draining. I, I think I'm the kind of person that will try to kind of dissolve any situation like amongst people or in life. Like if something's going on, I'll try and fix it. And I think because I think that's how you like you like brought up. If there's a problem, you fix it. You can't just leave it. I think you just can't. You can just leave it. You can just say, fuck this. I don't want to put any time into this. I'm just, peace out. Like, especially at school. I wish I had the mentality I have now when I was at school. I could go back to school. I don't want to go back to school. But if I had to go back to school, I would want to go back. But mom, how I think now for sure. Because I think, like, there's just so many people that, that don't, you're friends with them because you see them every day, but they just don't get you and they don't want the best for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. And, like, the thing is, is, like, literally, I feel like I'm... 100% guilty of thinking that most people I meet are going to be about for a very long time and forever and all of that. And we'll do this like dumb stuff where we'll over romanticize our friendship and shit. But yeah, it's a very new thing for me now because like a lot of my high school friends are kind of just like disappearing, <laughs> but not disappearing. Like it's like things are coming up for us that I don't think we're going to be able to come back from. And yeah, I'm just kind of like, okay, now it's the case of like everyone's yeah. got their own chapter their own phase their own moments in my life and if you know the doors are open like I never like shut the door or whatever the doors open like to come back and have conversations and maybe work on things but um I don't think I don't see it happening right now and it's okay and like whereas before I was like you like I would like try and uh yeah it's like I would admit I'm wrong when I wasn't do you know what I mean to make things better to be like no let's be friends let's like carry on let's meet up next week and do this and no no no, I'm not going to do that now I have boundaries I have an understanding of like what's right and what's wrong and if you've crossed those boundaries and I've told you that you've crossed those boundaries and you're not gonna accept that then that's cool let me say my piece and you know move on and I think again I blame movies (laughs) because like every tv show every damn tv show is like we're best friends and we're gonna have houses together and we're gonna go to each other's weddings and we're gonna babysit your kids and it's like okay (laughs) cool (laughs) oh wow yeah Oh wow! And then your friend moves like across the globe, and you see them like once every year, and yeah, you never catch anything up. Can anything happen. can happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've kept like three friends from school. Yeah, three solid friends. Like I said, like I'm not like opposed to other people saying hi, but I'm not gonna put in any effort to try and keep up friendships that really weren't that important. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. In one of your tracks, you talk about that wishing you were young again. Which one was it? Not like my friends. I did actually want to ask you about that earlier as well. It's like, don't, don't you feel like you're a lot not like your friends because you are creative, and they must all be on different paths. And I was right to put it out because I didn't want them to think that I think I'm better than them because that is not the case. I don't necessarily think my life is better than than theirs at all. But I think like I've definitely, you know, of the people that have stayed closer from school. All of them are at university and they're all creative, but they kind of all chose the, the uni path and they stayed at uni, which is impressive to me because I actually could not have stayed at uni. But I, I think it's like just going from like education into working and like self-employed working is a huge, weird step, especially it's like really confusing in the art 
music creative world like it's not like having a business it's what's so weird and there's I've had to learn like a lot and uh, I don't know I feel like I'm in just a completely different headspace and daily work space than a lot of my friends and I'm still like really close with them but it's I can't talk to them about problems the same way that I could and I can't I can't like it must be very hard to relate yeah like, I've got a friend who's got a baby and I'm like what do I even talk to you about I, I, I do not have <laughs> I mean I'm literally just I just don't have that it's not on my mind yeah it's just I, and I, but I think like everyone's going to experience that you're just going to go in different paths to all these people who's you know your lives are like all the same when you're at school so yeah it, it felt weird but I also wish I sometimes do wish I was just like back at uni because I feel like I think the hardest thing, I don't know if you guys feel this with what you do, but like the hardest thing about being self-employed slash a creative is that you kind of are never done. You're never finished. Like, yeah, you finish your day of work and what you needed to do, but then, oh, you could go write another song or yeah. you could go practice this skill or edit something. Um, yeah. And it's like when you're at uni, you have homework or whatever it's called. Yeah. Homework or studying. Work, yeah. And then you finish and you're done. Yeah. Like that, unless you want to do some extra research, you don't have to. No one's expecting you to do that. You can just go out, you can hang with friends. Yeah. And I think you can do that kind of without feeling guilty. And that is the weirdest thing. Like, you're just never done as a creative. I've definitely been struggling with that in the last couple of weeks. Really? I'm trying so much to get a routine. It's so I hard. I can't do it. It's so hard. I can't do it. I've got myself a whiteboard. I need to use it. It's got the days on it. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I should get one of those. I can't even do that though because I'm not at home. I'm like always not at home. I've given up trying to have a routine. No, yeah, I think that's right. And I think sometimes when you're doing creative work, like I think it's it's a nice idea to be like, oh, I'm going to have a routine. But actually the reality of it is, is that you can't have a routine and you've just got to, I don't know, find a way. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a rough outline, yeah. but I don't think you can have a routine. Like I think that having a routine is so... Mm. I've tried to do it and it's fucking, yeah. doesn't work. I don't know. I think we have to be fluid and not like, yes. this is the routine. Uh, but I don't know. I agree. We'll figure it out. Completely agree. We'll figure it out, man. How do you get your shit done then? Are you always working? Yeah, but it's like, not like, a, oh, I'm so hard working. I'm always, it's just, I'm lazy. And so I, 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 <laughs> I just, I think I'm, I'm, I'm efficient because I, I, like my whole life I've been very leafed off to the last minute kind of person. So I'm good at doing things quickly. But that does mean that I, I just yeah. now with like the workload being higher, I, I'm just constantly working because I'm not. I could I could wake up earlier and plan and work in the morning, and get all my emails done, but I don't. Yeah. So what are you saying thank you next to? <laughs> I am saying thank you next to keeping people in your life just because they've been in your life for a bit and yeah. trying to keep them in your life when you don't need to. It's okay for them to have had their season. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, all right. Yeah. They can have, they made it to season one, they might not make it to season two. That it, yes. You've got to oh. cut characters. We know how it works. Yes. Wow. <laughs> okay, Raj. That was good. I like that. I like that. Do you like it? Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, you got to drop some characters from your, your season, your series. Yeah, to get into the new season because you've got to make space for the, for the yeah. new people. That's yeah. true. <laughs> thank like you that. so much for coming onto the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Oh. Where can people follow you? You can follow me at jasmineflowers underscore on everything, TikTok, Instagram. It's Jasmine. It'll be written on here, but Jasmine with a Z and an E on the end. And yeah, I don't have anything planned coming up, but I've got a lot of songs that I basically need to choose from to put out. I think I'm going to put out a couple of singles next year and... The plan is for an album soon. Amazing. That's so exciting. Yeah, very exciting. Terrifying, but exciting. Yeah, and in the meantime, you're going to be taking requests on your TikTok for covers. Yeah, actually, I need some recommendations because I, I just, I don't have time to like scout out new songs to do. So yeah, send recommendations. So. Can you do one live though? How about if I was your boyfriend, I never let you go. I could take your place. Maybe take a chance. Like, he's like, Susan, no, baby, take a chance. Come so on, come on. Come on in my head, said I really like to blow sweat. Sweat, sweat. Oh, you chilling by the fire while we eating fondue. I don't know about me, but I know about you. Say hello to Pasado in three, two, sweat. I'd like to be everything you want. Hey, girl, let me talk to you. If I was your boyfriend, yeah. If you are my that was fucking girl. oh wow yeah wow okay i felt that i felt Damn. that well, every week. Shit. 
what a song. How do you, do, do you have fanny flutters? <laughs> oh my god, what's that from? I love it. It was just like, you know, so yeah, amazing. <laughs> love that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. Make sure you share this episode with someone who needs to stop thinking that everyone that's in their life should be there forever. They need to cut it. Cut it, cut it, cut it. Someone who's overthinking what love is and doesn't know what it is yet. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. If uh, anything has made you think or shout out that shout out us on the podcast or I don't know what you want to share something with us leave us a voice note because we love hearing your voice and we actually miss hearing your voice we haven't heard one of your voices in a while now so email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com or slide in the dms with thank you next pod on insta tiktok and twitter if you love what you heard make sure you hit subscribe or follow on acast spotify apple or wherever you listen to your podcast and do not forget to give us a review so other people can find us i was gonna say to you that and i was gonna say this for last week but i'm just gonna tell you now like i'm doing that deepak chopra 21 days of abundance meditation okay the first task is so daunting that i have not done it in the 24 hours that was set to do it and it's what's the first task the first task is right down 50 names of people who have influenced you positively and shaped your life in a positive manner 50 names and write down why and how they have shaped your life in a positive manner you're supposed to do that in 24 hours and i wrote down four names raj yeah come on come on what you can do it oh okay i did day one on saturday night i saw that and i've just i still haven't gone back to that exercise of like bloody hell where did you sign up for it I just Googled it and I found a link. You don't sign up for it. It's just literally, it's just everything's there. And you just look at day one. You do the day one meditation, you do the task. Mm. And then they say, don't look at the, t- the task for day two. So I was like, fine, I'm not going to look at the task for day two until I finish this. And you didn't look? No, I didn't look. I was like, I must play. Mm. I must play by the rules. I've watched Squid Game. I know how to follow the rules. Red light. Green light. Oh, God, stop. Red light. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I send you the link? Yes. I think... From the book that I read, it the secret book, magic secret, whatever. Yeah, it gets you to do that with like different relationships, and I've even done it with relationships which have no longer active, no longer active relationships, and even people who have like really, really hurt me. Yeah, but when you look, there's actually in some of those situations, even when it's hard and it's not like the perfect thing on the outside. There is something that's positive sometimes. Wow. If you look really fucking hard. I agree. I agree. I have one friend who like really hurt me, but actually we went on some really nice trips together. Yeah. And she was really funny. And I'm like, can't forget that. Yeah. I don't know anyone else who would have just gone on a trip with me. Spur of the moment. And really, really funny. But she still hurt me. But at the same time, still had those great experiences. Yeah. It's nice to like look at the positive aspect of things, I guess. That's what we do here. That's the thought we're going to leave you with. Abundance. There you go. Abundance. All right, see you later, guys. We love you. Have an abundant week. Oh, my God, shut up, Raj. (laughs) Bye. All right, bye. Thank you. Night.